this is Eric from Dripping Decay. You're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Maximum Terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Hey, this is Dr. Vincent West, Medical Doctor, Phantasm Podcast. Uh, Very excited. We're going to be speaking with Eric today. Uh, from uh, Dripping Decay and their uh, new release, Festering Grotesseries, which is going to be coming out Friday. Um, so, uh, Eric, thank you for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, real quick, before we talk about this record, uh, how did you end up joining Dripping Decay? Well, uh, I had been friends with uh, guitarist Neil for uh, a long time, just from playing shows together. And uh, I saw him put out on Facebook that he was looking for a vocalist for a band influenced by Repulsion, Autopsy, Immortal Fate, and uh, Impetigo, and Pungent Stench. And that was just all pretty much up my alley. I've been wanting to dip into some death metal and grindcore for a while. I've done various shades of death metal, but uh, I always felt like vocals were my strong suit and uh, that I wanted to be a lead vocalist. So uh, it just seemed like a perfect opportunity for me. I had moved to Portland at the time, and uh, I had seen him, you know, post up offers for people to join his bands over the years, and I always wanted to uh, work with him because we've got similar tastes. Cool. Now, are you from Portland as well? Uh, I'm actually from uh, the Bay Area, or at least I was in the Bay Area for 11 years in uh, Oakland before I moved to Portland in uh, 2020 during the pandemic. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so as far as this record, uh, when did you guys start like writing stuff for, for the festering grotesqueries? Well, uh, we actually started considering it's pretty much, a everything we've ever, we have written up until that point. We, uh, Neil had started writing it all the way back into, uh, 2019, I believe. Oh, wow. And, uh. So we were just so we've been, we've been writing it for a while. So when we finally actually got to record it last year, uh, I would say there was a good two years of two or three years of writing going into all of that. Wow, it's very cool. Um, so yeah, when we actually when we released our demo, we actually we didn't have all of the songs on the record, but we had a bit, uh, I would say about like eight or nine of them, and uh, we actually had to just pick out some favorite songs for the demo and pick a, a few really good ones to leave for the album. Excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, this is the first thing I've ever heard of you guys, but I really dig it. It's definitely old school, um, which I love. Awesome. Thank you. Um, it seems like a lot of younger people, and I don't know the exact ages of all you guys, but if you guys are you know, younger, it, it's cool to see, for me being an, uh, an older uh, death metal guy from Florida, uh, to, to see people that get it that are younger because this is uh, so many bands out there I'll go see it and I'm just like what, oh, yeah. what am I watching you know I'm absolutely like, one of those people I'm an old soul <laughs> yeah I can't I can't 
I can't do the 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 death course stuff. I can't do. The, I think all that stuff. I can't, I can't deal with no. it. I, I can't. I'm. I am. You know, very stuck in uh, the early '90s death metal stuff, from which I was a teenager when all that stuff came out. So I, you know, I'm just kind of stuck in that. And uh, I love to see younger musicians, for what it's worth, coming from me as an older death metal guy from Florida. It's really cool. When you when you see people that yeah, just get I, it, absolutely. And uh, Neil, he came up playing music in the '90s, so he's probably more in your boat, where he was getting into that stuff as a teenager. For me, you know, I came up in the late '90s, early 2000s, so all the new metal stuff was going on, the radio metal, and sure. uh, you know, I got into a few things, but pretty quickly I peeled back the curtain and started seeing a lot of what was there in the underground. And sure. I just, it really appealed to me a lot more than what was coming out at the time. Awesome. And I'm always going to be stuck in the 80s and 90s, pretty much. Well, or I mean, the 60s I, and 70s, depending on the music. Yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. Um, so, with this record, um, let's let's just start with the. So you got the septic uh, sentinel slum. That's what a the titles on this are great. I don't know who was responsible. It's incredible. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's a mix of me of me and, and Neil. I would say you guys are it's great. Uh, the instrumentals are his titles because he creates those. It's fun. It's fun. It's it's fun to kick the record off with oh, yeah. that. Thank you. And then you go right into uh, Auto Cannibal Ecstasy. So let's talk about that one. Yeah, that one's probably my favorite title on the record. Honestly, it's great. <laughs> uh, the song title. So much fun, um, and just straight to the point. Um, when you guys had all the fourteen tracks in front of you, obviously you've got the you know the intro and then the outro, whatever. But so the the one in fourteen. But with everything else, was it hard to put everything in order, or was that was that something you guys had fun doing that, like arranging the album? Yeah, we did, we went back and forth a little bit about the order. We actually. Each one of us came up with our preferred track order, and we tried to kind of just meld it together so it close, so it best fit what we all wanted. It's incredible. So it was very collaborative on that front. Um. So the biggest compliment that I can pay you, so you were responsible for a lot of the lyrics, then I'm assuming. Yes. You're uh, you're very Chris Barnesy, and I love you for that. Uh, Thank you. I, I think yeah, that I realize Chris Barnes also writes in the first person a lot. Dude, he, you know, I know it's not cool to like him, but that era of Cannibal is is where it's at. You know, like I. Of course, I mean, you know, early '90s Chris Barnes is untouchable. Dude, I the the first four records, but I mean, even for me, it's really the first three records. I remember having those when I was in high school on cassette, and I'm just like, Jesus, this is awesome. You know, like it's just. And it's nothing against the stuff with George. I just I prefer the Barnes stuff, and and I swear, you've you've got some uh, Barnes lyrics going on in this record. I love it. Uh, again, that's a huge compliment to you. I love him. I know a lot of people think it's fun to just make fun of him, but and I'm not a six feet under guy. But yeah, I, it's kind of I would I would call them fantasy in a way because not not in the sense of like magic and stuff, but in the sense that I kind of inhabit someone that's absolutely not myself at all. It's <laughs> great. Murdering. I'm not a serial killer, you know. So, so, you know, I just get inside. Try to get inside the heads of people that are doing this fucked up stuff. Here's another one of my favorites. We got a song. 
the abundant cadaveric waste. I tried to literally think of the opposite of myself. Okay. The antithesis of myself. <laughs> it's great. I, abundant cadaveric waste. What a what a great title. Oh yeah, we had to have one COVID-inspired track on there. That one. That one. I was thinking about. You know what happens when you catch a deadly disease like that. And, uh, you know, people can't sell your organs on the black market anymore. They had to throw them in the trash. Wow, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> gut Muncher, so that's just a little, uh, that's, that's fun. That's a Neil track right there. And that one, I guess he was reading a series of short stories about a, can uh, a crazy inbred cannibal. Okay. So definitely, you kind of got these, like, Texas Chainsaw Gummo kind of vibes. Love it. And uh, he, he has a very different writing style from me, whereas mine are very first-person and personal. His are very, like, third-person and very descriptive, you know what I mean? Like, they're describing something like you're watching a movie. Awesome. Now, Auto Cannibal, now, is that is that another one of yours? That's another one of mine, and that one's based on a movie. Uh, it's based on this rare this movie called Splatter Naked Blood, and it's a, a weird Japanese movie about this drug called My Son that turns pleasure into pain, so people mutilate themselves in these really insane ways. Oh, wow. And it's kind of almost like Seven in a way where uh, you have... It's based the way they mutilate themselves is based on their vice or sin in life. Oh, like I see. a girl that loves to eat, she starts eating herself, sticks her hand in the fryer, and sticks her other hand in the blender and pops her oh eyeball out and eats it. <laughs> wow. Uh, Bay of Blood. That one's actually about uh, news stories I read in Florida about the uh, toxic red algae. Oh yeah, it kills all the life motion for miles. You can't even breathe in the air. That is correct. You get lung problems, and so I was like, "That's fucking brutal as shit." That's just murdering everything for miles. Just these tiny, microscopic creatures, and uh, it's all caused by, you know, a lot of it is caused by factory farming. All this overabundance of like, sh of liquid shit in the water. Right. Yeah, I believe when I was in Tampa last year, I was down in Tampa, and, and, and it was just vile. I had to smell it, and like it was um, mm -hmm. the the red tide, if that's what you're talking about. It was just like, God, I'm on. Yeah, that's my, my, my girl's family lives in Florida. Okay. I was there for a wedding, and uh, we went to go to the beach. We couldn't go to the beach because of the red tide. Right. And started reading, watching the news articles about it, and I was just struck by how how brutal it all was and so I thought it made a perfect death metal song it's great I love it um, not that that happens but great song um, let's see Barf Bag Barf Bag that one's based on Street Trash that's another Neil song it's a great movie yeah I, I love that one's got so many great one liners it's a good movie too I like that one um, yeah so bad, you know all the shit that happens when he drinks the Tenafly Viper and, yep and all that, just like describing lots of fucked up scenes from the movie. Very cool. Uh, watching You Rot. That one's based on a really obscure movie called Zoo. It's a, a Peter Greenway movie about these two brothers. <laughs> they, uh, they end up getting into a car accident with this lady, and their mom dies. The lady becomes an amputee, and the two brothers start fucking the amputee, and they get this weird fetish about watching animals decompose. Oh God! And so they're just like they set up all these crazy scenes of animal decomposing and do stop motion film about it, and then they like 
get off to it, basically. And eventually they amputate themselves and die. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, the reviews of the movie were all very, on very weird, obscure websites, and I found all kinds of crazy, interesting terms uh, that I end up throwing in there, like dysphoria, the sense of uh, being disconnected from your body. Oh, wow. Let's see here. Uh, that's wild. Uh, Cremator. Cremator is actually a self-created tale. Uh, I just I came up with when I was working the night shift at my job. I thought, what if I was working the night shift at a crematorium and getting crazy ideas about eating the crematory dust to gain internal life? So I described, you know, the guy snorting it and, and putting <laughs> it into pill capsules and stuff, just trying to, thinking he would live forever eating the cremation dust. Very cool. <laughs> That's, that that's was actually our first song that we ever uh, did together. Really? That was essentially my rehearsal for the band, was creating a, a vocal demo for that song. Well, and, uh, it's awesome. It's it a hit. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's really cool. Uh, let's see, Dissolve Me. That, one, that one's another one that's kind of self-created. It's just about wanting to uh, completely disappear and not exist and disintegrate basically about just want you know it's kind of a nihilistic piece just trying to describe not existing in as many ways as possible gotcha very cool uh let's see track 10 dripping decay that one's a, that one's a neil track so he has three on the album and that one's just like a, a classic tale of a, a corpse rises from the grave and based on some, it's, there's a cemetery near a bunch of near a toxic waste facility the toxic waste seeps into the ground and makes the corpses rise from the grave I know there's a few zombie movies that are Return of the Living Dead like that and uh, that's kind of the origin story of our mascot Drippy which is the guy on the front cover of the album and on our demo he's a, just a zombie that raised from the dead from nuclear waste Nice. And eats a bunch and goes killing a bunch of douchey teenagers that are partying in the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, it's, you got your Return of the Living Dead going on. It's awesome. Um, let's see here. Chemical Lobotomy. That, that one, actually, uh, me and our bass player Jackson collaborated on the lyrics of that song. And uh, it was his idea to talk about uh, basically drugs, just giving yourself a chemical lobotomy with drugs. It was kind of inspired by all the, you know, fentanyl being spiked, uh, people's drugs being spiked with fentanyl, essentially. And, uh, yeah, just talking about your, your brain rotting from the inside out from, from coke and fentanyl. Wow. That's pretty wild too. We, we almost call we almost made that the title of the album. I think it would have been a really good one too. Chemical Lobotomy. Uh, I felt like it didn't really describe the entire album, just that one song. Sure, sure. Oh, I think you guys did a fabulous job with all this. It's it's wonderful. It's a horror fan like me. It's a it's a great just a beautiful vision of, of craziness. Uh, let's see, sadistic executioner. Yeah, that one I was just... Excruciator, excuse me, Sadistic Excruciator. My, my, my apologies. Sadistic Excruciator. See, my nickname that I gave myself in my last band, Hallucinator, was Excruciator. So it's kind of a me putting myself in the role of a medieval executioner slash tyrant, like a guy that goes out on the will of some brutal lord or tyrant and goes chopping people's heads off, torturing people, executing people. Very cool. 
very very cool let's see here and bear with me a second because my phone just messed up and my tablet everything just crapped out of me here we go no it's very cool uh limitless sacrifice track 13 all right now that one are you a uh, are you a video game fan i am you play the elder scrolls skyrim i do <laughs> So that one's based. That one's basically a song about sacrificing uh, people to the various Daedric princes of Skyrim. Amazing. So each each uh, each bar of the song is about sacrificing to a different god, and it'll often will reference a certain weapon or uh, happening in the game, basically. So that that one's actually pure fantasy, just talking about fucked up ways to sacrifice people. I still play that game. I still play Skyrim. So. Yeah, I, yeah. The the lyrics on that one were a lot of fun for me. I wrote that one in the same uh, plane ride as the uh, Bay of Blood. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah, I, I still play it too. I still mod the shit out of it and play it. It's only because of Baldur's Gate three that I've taken a break. Okay. And also a wedding. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Um. So, and then of course the the other fun outro the oozing into oblivion which he did a great job with that um please let him know i thought it was so much fun yeah he's really good at those instrumentals i myself i'm also a synth soundtrack composer but i've appreciated his instrumentals so much i've kind of just let him run with that and he he pumps them out a lot faster than i can so so it says here he was a part of lord gore um he's been a part of a lot of bands he did lord gore frightmare and uh, whore and maniac killer. Okay. And uh, he and Blood Freak at at the outset was all him. He was a one man band and eventually got band members. Okay. So I imagine if he didn't find any bandmates, this would have been another you know solo project. Oh okay okay. Well he's he's very talented. So, yeah, some of these were actually written while Neil was in Lord Gore. I'm wanting to say, and I would have to ask my co-host, I think we had, if there's an actual Lord Gore guy, I think he came on our podcast a long time ago. Um, Gurge? That would be a question for him. I'm not familiar with with them at all, but I'm pretty sure my co-host Corey may have chatted with that cat one time. I'm not... uh, I, I, I don't know. We actually know. just had a Lord Gore guest spot in the studio uh, last month. We started. Re- we recorded our. We just tracked a new EP ahead of the uh, LP release because the uh, we recorded back in September for this album. Okay. So we already have. We already had five. I already have five new tracks, and we tracked those. And we had August, the vocalist of Lord Gore, guest on one of our new songs. I'm not for sure on that. I just we've had so many people over the years, and it's like I, I'm pretty sure that sounds very familiar to me. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it was someone else. But um, yeah, this record's great, man. Um, as far as uh, production, did you guys mix and master it yourself? Uh, we had uh, De- this guy Detto, Vincent Detto. Uh, mix it. He lives up in Seattle. He did mastering for uh, Cerebral Rot and a number of other band, okay. a number of other death metal bands. He just did the new Excarnated Entity, a death doom band. Okay. 
And we had this guy, uh, Dan Loundis, who plays in uh, Crucimentum, okay. uh, do our mastering. And he did the mastering for our demo, too. And he's going to do the mastering for our new EP. He's just really, really great to work with and has decent rates. Like, he is a good communicator. So we just really like working with him. That's excellent. Well, they did a fabulous job, all the folks that worked on it, including you guys. did such a great job with it. Thank you. What about the cover art? Who's Who did that? It's fun. So we have this guy, uh, Tony Haitoma. He goes by uh, Ken, Tony, Timo Cannibalette. You may have to look up the spelling on that one. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and he, he's a guy from Finland that does a bunch of album and demo covers out there and he also does a bunch of collages of like 80s and 90s death metal albums as well nice and really talented guy and uh he he did the uh cover of our demo for the cd release okay and we yeah we commissioned him for a full color piece for this and it came out great he also did a shirt design for the album that's uh, out right now too excellent yeah he did such a great job um yeah, he's great on his attention to detail and just being really out there and gross and creative. So, do you, have you, now have you guys has Dripping Decay play, have y'all played shows together? Yeah, totally. Awesome. We did we did a lot last year, a little bit less this year, and uh, we're trying to plan a West Coast tour to promote the album. Nice. Yeah, I. You know, it's uh, it's funny living in Florida. No death metal really plays in Florida anymore. So it's <laughs> uh, it, it's ironic when I when I look at Florida, I'm, I'm surprised that there isn't more shows there. And then I have to go to weird places to see stuff. Like I live nowhere near Orlando, so I have to go to somewhere like that. Or um, I live in the Pensacola area. I'm from the Miami area. Yeah, I know about I know about the Brass Mug in Tampa. Oh yeah. Uh, my girlfriend, my, my lady's family lives down there. Cool. And uh, sometimes we visit the Brass Mug when I go out there. Yeah, that's unfortunately nowhere near where I live, but <laughs> I, I, I have Florida's been there. Huge. What's that? Florida's huge. It is, sir. Yes, it is. Um, so, as far as when, when you got into, like, death metal... Um, Grindcore, I'm, I'm not as familiar with. I was never really into Grindcore stuff. Um, but death metal stuff, I would be curious to ask you, what, what was some of the classic death metal stuff you were into? I have to say Death, the band, is was definitely the biggest one for me. Okay. I, mean, I think growing up, like, Nile, Cannibal Corpse, Death, and uh, a few others were, were some of my first ones. Repulsion. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Pretty much Chuck Schuldiner's whole journey, like you know, moving to a bunch of different states and countries and just traveling all over to try and find a solid lineup for a band. I mean, I myself grew up in New York, moved to Vermont, moved to the Bay Area, moved to Portland. So I feel like I'm on. A, sometimes I feel like I'm on a similar journey where I'm just I'm trying to find my place and trying to find my people. Right. Right. Yeah, I saw and, uh, it. It's kind of a, it's kind of a tale to like not not give up. You know what I mean? Yep. It's weird. Like I, so I saw him. I guess the first time down down here when I was growing up, I saw Spiritual Healing 
was the no, first time. And uh, see, that's my that's my favorite album. I know a lot of people don't really talk about that. That's my favorite era of the band. Um, he completely. I, I will say I've, I've called it my favorite album. It kind of shifts over time, but I would say right now that's my favorite one. But uh, I've rotated through almost every Death album as my favorite at one point. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think my my so favorite. I like about spiritual healing. It's pissed off. Oh, it is. Yes, sir. Absolutely, it is. It's 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 really good. James Murphy's guitar works great on it. It's it's really good. Um, Incredible, yeah. But I, I don't know. For me, it's funny as I've gotten older. Some of the bands that maybe like that I saw back then that I wasn't so much into now I appreciate them more than I did. Like my favorite death metal band is Suffocation. Period. Um, and I I don't know. They're just my favorite. I. Um, I'm a little biased. I've become really good friends with Terrence over the years. He's been on our podcast a bunch, but I, I just love the band. I've seen him a few times with, with Frank, and yeah, excellent live band. Dude, I just, to me, their Evagy of the Forgotten is my favorite death metal record. Uh, and then I'm a big Malevolent Creation fan. I've always really been into them. Uh, oh, absolutely. Actually, our, our drummer, uh, when they asked us, you know what production uh, notes we would like to put out there like what album would, would you know would you like to have us be inspired by uh, he put down uh, Ten Commandments as oh. his like go to like album as far as drum production it's so good so so good I just I don't know a lot of bands like definitely have a big influence in the band oh it's yeah very cool dude thank you so much for this let's talk about the EP when it comes out Sure thing. Awesome, yeah, my friend. Uh, Ripping Remains. That'll be hopefully coming out at the end of the year. Excellent. So we're going to get a lot of music from us this year. Only like 25% of the music we've written is actually out there right now until a couple days from now. Awesome. Dude, I had fun chatting with you. I wish you all the best. Uh, maybe Likewise. we can chat again sometime, and I appreciate your time today. Sure thing. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm.